Episode 6 of Season 2 of The Adventures of Totally Power Dog in Dogland. Take it away, mommy <laughs> Well, alright. Thank you, Hanky-o. You may remember when our story left off that we had gone back in time to President Sandals' Super Circle Summit, or really big, important meeting, on Hawaii. And Fetcher was about to let the entire world of Dogland know what was quite possibly the fennec fox dogs of Miaui's biggest secret, that he had seen real cats there. But that also meant that Fetcher and Mom Slice had to apologize for returning to Miaui uninvited. This is also called trespassing, when you go into someone else's space without being invited or welcomed. It's especially bad behavior when that someone else has asked you not to go into their space. And the new leadership on Miaui refused to confirm or deny that real cats were indeed living on the island, instead always pivoting to how it was wrong to be trespassed on and even invaded, as they had put it. They also pointed out that it was a much bigger deal for all of the dogs from all lands to figure out what the impact would be on planet Dogland of having the Abba family living there and eating lava regularly. They did raise very important questions like, was the Abba family indeed here to stay on Dogland? And what would happen if the volcano were to stop feeding them lava? And it was true that the Abbas did appear to be affecting the ecosystem of Dogger Falls. Ecosystem is a fantastic word that means everything living and even non-living in a particular place. And I love this word because the context is to invite us to imagine the way everything works together. Plants, animals, rocks, dirt, air, all of it. In the short time that the alien family had been on Dogland, the Dogger Falls ecosystem was actually cooling down and changing. New vegetation and growth were coming up at an unprecedented rate, and a beautiful new mangrove forest was beginning to form. Mangroves are groups of trees and shrubs that live in a type of ecosystem called the Coastal Intertidal Zone. We have mangrove forests here on Earth, too. In fact, we have about 80 different types of mangrove trees. Along the coastline outside of Dogger Falls, giant ferns and mossy trees seem to have sprung up almost out of nowhere, looking as if they had been there for a hundred years rather than only a few months. To this issue of the planet experiencing such big changes and new beings, Bernie Sandals gave a rousing speech. He said, We are living in our world 
at a time that is unlike any time before. This time calls on all of us, dogs, non-dogs, and visitors alike, to know and to love Dogland and every individual that may be on it. Our world is asking us to love it more than it has ever been loved before. Our world is filled with wonders, like Dogger Falls, and those wonders must be cared for through scientific study and informed choices. We must take a lesson from the great tree and stay connected at our roots. If our world is asking us to love it, the obvious answer is, hey, we're dogs. Love is what we do best. At this, every dog in attendance applauded, even the fennecs, if a little begrudgingly and with a few standard fennec eye rolls. By the end of Bernie Sandals' summit, all of the dogs, after many, many arguments, including their kerfuffle, so heated that the new fennec leader Maxro and Mom Slice had to be asked to separate from each other, did agree that they would need to study further and keep working together. Eventually, even the fennecs agreed to keep lines of communication open, and in an effort to keep a keen eye on them, the fennecs surprised every dog by deciding to allow Bernie Sandals, Mom Slice, and Dog Wings to return to Miaui to continue their discussions and studies of matters from the volcano and the Abas to the special banyan tree on Miaui that Mom Slice was so eager to return to. In exchange for helping some fennecs relocate to Lictopolis and other parts of Dogland, for the first time in anyone's memory, they even allowed Taffy and Tuffy's detective mothers to come along. President Sandals had done some of the best political work of his entire life, persuading everyone to work together and just keep talking it through. He pointed out that every dog relied on each other for food, safety, and comfort. The road to tranquility, or peace, was to be traveled together. And so it was that when Taffy and Seeley were in the water off the coast of Miaui as the sun began to rise and reflect off of a great shining bubble-like dome holding a rainbow cloud around what seemed to be the entire island of Miaui, the Taffy gulped and choked out, The grown-ups! Seeley's eyes were wide with wonder, curiosity, and fear. Taffy tried to speak again, but nothing came out when she moved her mouth. Professor Spotty is on Miaui, too, barked Seely. Just then, they heard the whirring of a fennec boat engine, and their hearts were filled with hope and relief. But as they realized it was coming from behind them, confusion set in. Taffy and Seely whirled around to see the small golden boat speeding towards them. So they waved their paws and flipper paws to get the attention of whoever might be in that boat. Taffy? Power Dog's super incredible vision allowed him to see the two heads bobbing in the water first. What? cried Tuffy as he leaned his body onto the edge of the boat and strained his eyes to look for his twin. They'd seen the large bubble filled with rainbow clouds and also wondered what was going on. Condro stayed focused and kept the boat going at a steady but fast pace. Lupo sat in the back of the boat under the canopy, front paws crossed and frankly looking irritated. They reached Taffy and Seely more quickly than they thought they might. Even for dogs, it can be hard to measure distances at sea. Power dog, shouted Taffy, 
What are you doing here? Power Dog was standing on the bow of the boat with his nose in a point to guide the boat directly to Taffy and Seely. Hi, Taffy. Hi, Seely. What are you doing here and what is that? Hi, Power Dog. We don't know, but I circled the entire thing and I think all of Meowie might be trapped inside it, answered Seely. By this time, Taffy had hopped aboard to rest and was hugging her brother. Oh, hello, she said, startled as she noticed Lupo. Lupo only nodded slightly. They were looking at the dome and were very concerned. This is Condro's nibbling, Lupo, said Tuffy. Condro turned around as Tuffy gave herself a shake to dry off just a little. Condro nodded and Lupo grimaced as light drops of water flew from Taffy's tawny fur. I have never seen anything like this, remarked Condro, who was speaking calmly but also seemed ruffled with their large ears pointed up and fur bristled. Before you get closer, you should know that Celie and I dove down as far as we could, and it seems to go all the way to the seafloor, said Taffy. Celie piped up, yeah, and we also threw a few shells and rocks at it, and they just bounced right off the bubble. It seems really strong. They all stared at it for a good while before Lupo said, well, did you try to touch it? Both Taffy and Seely nodded their heads, no. And Taffy added, we threw rocks instead of touching it. What if it's not safe? Lupo scoffed at this. So you're too frightened then? Taffy's face grew hot and she was immediately angry. This Fennec clearly had no idea who she was and what she'd been through. But come on, she was almost certainly the bravest dog in all of Dogland. Tuffy stood up and said sternly, Maybe it's smart to be cautious, don't you think? Lupo shrugged and turned their back to them to look at the dome. Taffy fumed and glared at the young fennec fox dog. Condro spoke up. We may need to circle this phenomenon again to look for more clues. Do you listeners know what phenomenon means? It's another fantastic big word that means something extraordinary, and in science, it can mean something observable that's considered rare. Strange, rare weather events are considered to be phenomena on dogland, as well as here on Earth. And this large rainbow cloud encased in a giant bubble around the entire island of Miaui was definitely a phenomenon. Power Dog slowly scanned the surroundings with his remarkable vision even straining at one point to attempt to look past the rainbow bubble dome and presumably the island trapped inside of it. There, he shouted, and pointed a paw and his nose off to the side of the bubble dome. The rest of the dogs strained to see what he saw, and Seely barked, I do see something shining over there. Condro looked up at the sky, back down, and then said, Oh, I believe it is the communications platform. Let's go. Seely charged ahead before the boat, and they sped across the water as fast as the little golden boat could take them. They were relieved when they got to the platform and found it intact and quite definitely outside the giant rainbow bubble dome. Power Dog and Tuffy had not been there since they had first met Condro and their twin Maxro. A flood of memories of the volcano's eruption and the danger they'd been in came rushing back for both of them. 
Tuffy looked at Power Dog, and they both said in unison, Five deep deep breaths. And smiled as they realized they both had the exact same thoughts and both needed a moment. They were breathing when Lupo, in complete disdain, said, Oh, come on! As they lightly hopped from the edge of the golden boat, did a triple flip into the air high above and landed gracefully on the sandy shore of the communications platform. (gasps) The triple flip was exactly like the one they'd seen at Intergalactic Pizza Party. Hey, said Tuffy, but everyone was scrambling out of the boat now and hurrying up onto the plaza or central square where the Hawoofy Farmer's Market was usually held. Power Dog, using his keen sense of observation, noticed how well the Fenix, and maybe the dogs of Hawoofy as well, had restored the platform to its glory. The last time he'd been there, columns and statues and art had all been crashing down and also getting smooshed by flying lava rocks and even boulders. He couldn't even tell exactly where President Sandal's official business copter had been wrecked. We must all look for any clues, said Condro. Look for anything out of the ordinary. And so everyone did cover the ground slowly, except for Lupo, who darted from column to column, and Seely, who circled the platform from the sea, checking the shoreline for just, well, anything at all worth noticing. Taffy looked up at Lupo and whispered pretty loudly, Show off! Lupo looked down at her and winked. Power Dog, sensing an impending confrontation, distracted Taffy, saying, Hey, Taffy, have you come here for the farmer's market since you've been at the Institute? Taffy slowly turned from Lupo back to face her beloved cousin. Yes, not recently, but yes, she said. Does anything look different, out of place, asked Power Dog. Hmm. She looked around and could not think what looked different other than the distinct lack of farmer dogs and their delicious food. Just then... Seely barked from the back shore. Come look at this! They all rushed over to see, and Seely said, Look, wet footprints! They looked down to where he was pointing a flipper paw, and indeed, there was a set of teeny tiny, fresh, wet footprints leading up from the beach onto the platform and right into the plaza. Power Dog carefully traced the footprints while the others watched closely. He noticed that the footprints were very tiny, delicate and not quite like any dog's pads. How strange, he thought, as he followed the trail. He sniffed along the path and detected no fresh odor whatsoever, which was also strange, even when surrounded by the sea air. At the end of the footprint trail, on the far corner of the edge of the plaza, there stood a gleaming, incredibly shiny, golden statue of a small, real cat. Whoa! Whoa said Taffy and Tuffy in unison, as even Condro and Lupo's eyebrows shot up in surprise. First of all, how come none of them had noticed this statue that was so bright and golden that it absolutely stood out from everything else on the island platform? But second of all, there is no way on Dogland or even Meowie that any dog would create a cat statue out of gold or anything else. Never, ever. Real cats, tiny or not, were considered a mythical mystery at their best and total nightmare fuel at their worst on Dogland. Seely was ashore now, too, and he barked, Hey, there is something in that statue's front paw. 
They all looked down, and sure enough, there was a tiny golden ribbon under the cat statue's paw. Power Dog approached very carefully and slowly. Wait, said Condro. This might not be safe. Everyone, including Power Dog, froze in place as Condro slowly, slowly, slowly approached the small golden statue and then slowly, slowly, slowly reached his own clever little front fox paw out and swiped the golden ribbon up quickly. Nothing happened, and they all exhaled sighs and breaths of relief. As Condro held the ribbon up to look at it, they said, there is writing on this ribbon. But as they began to examine it, a gust of wind picked up and whipped the ribbon into the air, and it began to fly out to sea. Oh no, cried Taffy and Tuffy. But Power Dog was on it, and he hovered up quickly and darted back and forth through the wind currents until he had the ribbon in his paws. Gotcha, he said triumphantly. He descended back to the platform, and curiosity got the better of him. So before he'd fully touched all four legs back to the ground, he'd read the note and gasped. What does it say? asked Tuffy excitedly as the others nodded along. Even Lupo was hanging on the edge of their seat. Power Dog looked at all of their faces, then back to the ribbon, then back to their faces, and said, Go to Cody. And now, I'm joined by the seven-year-old with the deepest dogland knowledge, my son Hank. Hi, Hank. Hello, mama, 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 mama. Hank, are you still a fan of absurdist humor? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a yes. Is that a yes? It's a, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. What do you get when you cross a tabby with a pair of jeans? A tab jeans. A tab jeans. This is your enduring, <laughs> absurd joke that doesn't mean anything, and I just love it. What do you think about where we are in the story? They've just found a golden statue with a ribbon in its paw. That says, like, go to Cody. To Cody. Yes. So, it's going to get pretty exciting. Do you want another joke? I'll give you one. Awesome. What do you call... A mountain crossed with eight puppies. <laughs> what? A fountain. <laughs> a fountain. I have a joke for you. Do you know why dogs are terrible at using TV remotes? Why? Because they always hit the pause button. <laughs> <laughs> the pause button. Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, .com. There, you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there, 
Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in D for Dogland.
right beside us.